Good morning, everyone. This is Bob Meredith, and I'm the lead pastor at Mentor Christian Life Church. Today, I wanted to talk to you about Psalm 91. When I was young, my life revolved around church. It was an old red brick church, and it was on Center Street. It had wood plank ceilings and baby blue padded pews. I spent a lot of my days in the basement of that church in a church school that we had. Sundays were filled with AM services, and Sunday PM services were always something that my family attended. Thursday nights were FTH, or family training hour classes. I would get to church early for choir practice, and then I would be there until my mom stopped talking to people around 9.30 or so every night. There was always a great chance that I would be there for a youth group event, either on Friday or Saturday. In short, church was a huge part of my life. Some things that may or may not have happened during those years. I may or may not have been caught making copies of my face on the copy machine by the pastor. I allegedly might have placed chewing gum on the spout of the drinking fountain in order to ambush my unsuspecting friends or possibly some of the other church people. I may or may not have left rubber dog poop on the bathroom sink from time to time just to surprise the janitor. On an average Sunday here at CLC, our services are live and we will record things for podcasting so people can listen to them later. This Sunday, though, things are a bit different. In light of COVID-19, we're going to podcast only this week. Everywhere you turn around this city, the toilet paper shelves are empty. There are recommendations for social distancing, and our schools have been canceled for a couple of weeks in the name of health. Society's reacting to something that's caused uncertainty and fear. And here we are at the intersection of faith and pandemic. Well, let me tell you this. Faith has a place here. Fear has no place here. Fear is a liar, and fear is an author of all kinds of false narratives. Fear has tunnel vision, and fear doesn't see what faith sees. One of the passages that I've seen posted heavily on in the past few days has been Psalm 91. It's a passage that speaks about God's hand of protection in light of the things that surround us. It talks about God being a refuge, a dwelling place. God himself being a guard for my tent. God being a rescue from the traps of life. In short, the protection of a father and how he responds to the love of his children. I have read that passage and I have reread that passage. The first few verses, they keep rolling around in my mind. Let me share them with you. Psalm 91, 1 and 2. Whoever dwells in the shelter of the Most High will rest in the shadow of the Almighty. I will say of the Lord, He is my refuge and my fortress, my God in whom I trust. Remember those growing up in church stories that I was telling you? Well, being in that old brick church on such a regular basis made it feel like a second home. I knew every room, I knew every step in that staircase like the back of my hand. As a kid, I even knew some great hiding spots in that church. There were these little cubbies in the sound room, 
There were hidden corners in a furnace room. There was space to hide among the old Christmas play costumes in this rickety staircase which was beside the baptistry. The reason that I knew about all of those random places is because I practically lived at church. See, when you spend a great deal of time somewhere, you learn to see beyond the places that everyone else sees. As a kid, when I felt safe to explore, my mind began to find these great spots to hide. Well, the same holds true in a spiritual sense. When you live in God's ways, you're going to find places to hide. When your heart feels safe in God's house, in God's word, and among God's people, because you're there often, you get a childlike sense of peace and rest, just like a little kid exploring a red brick church on Center Street. Matthew 18.3 says, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. The things of God, the places that you're going to go in God, they always need to be approached in childlike faith. On the other hand, you can't pretend to dwell somewhere. You either plant down or you don't. Rest is something that has to be genuine. You cannot fake rest. When we had a church school here at this church a few years ago, in the nursery class, they would have a nap time. And I remember the teacher, our preschool teacher, Kim Zinni. And I remember her in a loving way telling kids, I can see that you have one eye open. You're not really resting right now. The same holds true for us. We can't fake resting. It can only be in God. This walk must be real. It must be about dwelling in Jesus and allowing him to dwell in us. Then the only thing that we can see will be those things that other people cannot see. We'll look beyond. We'll just have a different kind of vision. I love that the first verse talks about the shadow of the Almighty. It reminds me of this in John 1.5. It says, God is light, and in him there's no darkness at all. Once I saw a picture. It was a picture of a match which was lit. On a nearby wall, you could see the shadow of the person, their hand, holding that match. So you could see their hand shadow, you could see the matchstick shadow, but what you couldn't see was the shadow of the flame. I believe with all my heart that the only one who can see God's shadow is the enemy. Since there's no darkness at all in God, it's not as though he throws shadows on his people. During times when you begin to feel overwhelmed, I believe that Jesus stands, the Lord Almighty comes up behind you. And there, as the enemy approaches, the Lord's shadow begins to fall on that enemy. It reminds him of who wrote the story, and it reminds him of the way that this story is going to end. And you standing there, in the midst of turmoil at times, all you're going to feel is his hand on your shoulder. And all you're going to see is the light from the flames of the Holy Spirit as he goes before you. Today, as you're with your family, rest in the fact that God is surrounding you. He's surrounding them. Rest in the fact that you're hidden away in the secret places of his will. Smile like a kid with the best hiding spot in the whole church. God's got this. For the longest time when I was a child, whenever I heard the word fortress, I would always be reminded of the facade of Children's Palace. 
It was a toy store which was near our mall in the late 70s and early 80s. It had these fancy-looking castle turrets. It had those grooved walls that you see on castles. It was all facade, but as a kid, it seemed so real to me. Whenever I heard that God was my fortress, whenever anyone would preach about that, I would always imagine being up in one of those children's palace turrets, looking down at the enemy in the parking lot and knowing they can't get up here. While I never climbed the wall of a toy store, I'll tell you this. When the relationship is real, the devil cannot get in there. He'll be left wondering how you always seem to rise above the trouble, and then he will feel the shadow come over him. The final verses of Psalm 91 go like this. Because he loves me, says the Lord, I will rescue him. I will protect him, for he acknowledges my name. He will call on me, and I will answer him. I will be with him in trouble. I will deliver him and honor him. With long life, I will satisfy him and show him my salvation. Most people would assume that Psalm 91 was written by David. After all, he is our favorite harp-playing, psalm-writing shepherd guy. We all know and love him. But the truth is, it was written by Moses. And it was written by Moses when he was in the desert. In that desert, there was a tabernacle. Moses wrote this shortly after the tabernacle was finished. That tabernacle was God's dwelling place. And Moses had entered that place, and he was enveloped by God's glory. Regardless of the desert that was around him, he felt the glory. Regardless of the pestilence, Moses declared that God would rescue and protect him. Regardless of how scary the enemy seemed, Moses knew who would win the fight. These words made all the difference, though. Because he loves me. Those same words, they ring true today. They're God's words. They're not man's words. God said the ones who love him would call and he would answer. As a child in that old church, I knew that I could call out to my mom whenever that old church would creak, whenever I would hear a scary noise when I was in those hiding spots that I told you about. She knew my voice, and she answered because she knew my voice. God answers his own because he knows the sound of the voice. Let him hear your voice. Let him hear it when you pray. Let him hear it when you reach out in sincerity. Let him hear it in good times and let him hear it in bad times. Let him hear it in times of courage. Let him hear it in times of uncertainty. Let him hear it when there's praise and let him hear it through tears. Because according to this passage, his answer will come in the form of answering. His answer will come by being present with you, by delivering you, and by honoring you. Right now in this moment, I declare peace in your life. I declare protection over you and over your family. I speak perfect health. I speak rest, the kind of rest that you'll lay down and sleep like a baby at night, waking up refreshed like in those fancy mattress commercials. Psalm 103.2 says this, Bless the Lord, O my soul, and forget not all his benefits. I ask now that God would pour out good on you, I would ask that your faith would always be childlike when you think of God. 
because you know that his hand of protection is over you and over your family. Remember these words, God, because these are your words, because they love you. Hear your people and let them feel your hand on their shoulder. We'd like to thank you for taking a few minutes to listen to that this morning. If you're looking for a church home, CLC is a great one. Check us out on clcmentor.com. Our hashtag is you had to be there. And I'm telling you what, you never know what will happen around here on a Sunday. Have a good day, everyone.